Today, we're taking you back with some of the best moments from our podcast this year. Kicking us off is one of the stories from our very first episode with Simon and Sarah. So when I was first starting out as a process server, uh, it was about 10 years ago, uh, pulled up outside this guy's address and I read the papers and, you know, this guy owed over $200,000 and I thought he's obviously, you know, and, and I did a bit of research, had a look on Google and found that he owed money all over the place, this guy, that I had to serve with papers. Got to the address, there was no one home, so I just parked out the front, jumped in, you know, stayed in my car, just waited, thought, you know, it's getting late, it was about six o'clock at night, it wasn't daylight saving, so it was starting to get dark and uh, then finally this car's pulled up in the driveway and I I had a photo of the guy, so I knew it was him. He's got out of the car and gone inside the house, and I thought, I'll just wait here. So I've waited a second. He's gone in. You know, the lights are starting to go on in the house. Then I walked up the driveway, and uh, I knocked on the door, and uh, he answered the door. I said, hello, sir, I've got papers for you. And he's like, I'm not taking them, I'm not taking them. And I'm like, well, you know, legally you've been served. Uh, I'll just leave them right here. So I dropped them at his feet. I started walking back to my car all proud and thinking, you know, I'm the man got the job done, jumped in my car. Just as I've jumped in my car, I've heard tyres screeching. This guy's reversed straight out of his driveway and T-boned my car deliberately. So I took off because I was in fear of my life and uh, drove down the road. He's actually followed me and I've got a wonky wheel because he's actually hit right on the front corner panel of my car and uh, he's followed me for a brief amount of time I've managed to pull out into traffic and lose him rang the police said you know I need to report an accident some guys just rammed me with his car here's his details I get a call back from the police they said he's just called us and he said that you've rammed his car so this guy was obviously dodgy he knew that he was he knew what was going to happen and he was already prepared and I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's done it before so I ended up with a bung vehicle and a, and a bit of a heart attack but you know we got the documents served and uh, as far as I know he ended up paying the debt so job done <laughs> oh I mean I, I had a I had a guy I knocked on this guy's door the other night it was dark and uh, there was a light on inside so obviously I thought someone was home and and um, I could see this guy he's come to the door and he's looked through the window and he's turned the front porch light on and he's opened the door and I said g'day how are you going I just had this to drop off to you and he's shut the door and he's turned the light off and he's walked away and I was like oh that's a bit strange obviously he didn't want to take the documents from me so I mean I was happy just to leave him there he's been served personally so yeah job done there was this one time we're about to pick up this car from this driveway and uh, I'm st- I get out of the car, my car and I'm about to, leaning against it, about to walk up to the car that I was about to jump into and then the front porch light of the, uh, the house went on and uh, <laughs> the guy comes out the front door and walks up to his car and he starts, you know, he obviously left something in there he wanted to get out as I'm standing pretty much at his front gate about to walk up to repossess the car. So... Yeah, you can. You have to be really quick and really good at your job. And then he went back inside, and then I jumped in his car and then drove off. And yeah, well, it all happened in a matter of oh, minutes, really. <laughs> That's so good. So no yeah. confrontation, just got the job done. That's right. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if you were like thirty seconds earlier? <laughs> That's right. If I was thirty seconds earlier, he would have found me sitting in the car. So. <laughs> <laughs> or he would have found no car at all. <laughs> or he would have found no car at all. Definitely no car at all. Uh, That's cool. The next story you're about to hear came from our fifth episode where we interviewed our great friend, Tony Adams. I probably would go back to a, um, a case where a uh, young lady, probably about 25 years old, wanted to know who her father was. Um, her mother 
whether through uh, intentional or uh, sabotage or just having a poor memory, had only had a relationship with uh, her father for a couple of weeks, uh, well, obviously 25 years and nine months earlier. And uh, she didn't have a great deal of information to, to go on. Um, and through some really uh, some hard work, through making some con- drawing some conclusions and a little bit of luck, we were able to actually put her in touch with her biological father, who she later concluded was a douche anyway and didn't want to have anything to do with him, but at least <laughs> she then knew. She knew that she didn't want him hey. in his life. Until that time, she was always wondering, and she was about to get married, which is what brought this uh, brought all of this on. But, uh, yeah, no, we were able to actually put them together and she decided she didn't like him and didn't want him in her life. But then it was a decision uh, and it was a choice, not uh, something that was imposed upon her. Fair enough. So I, um, and she wrote me a lovely five-page handwritten letter about what, uh, what the, that result meant to her. Um, and, you know, we, sometimes I think we can forget that uh, the personal aspect of the jobs for our, uh, for our clients because we, we give them what the, uh, the information that we've gathered. We take the money, we close the file, scan it and throw it away. But, um, you know, I think we've got a lot more uh, responsibility in, uh, in what we do because we do give these people a, a life-changing event with the information that we give them. Oh, that's fantastic. Just a quick question on that. So did she ask her father, the douche, did, did he walk her down the aisle or did she work out he was a douche before that? No, she actually did not even invite him to the wedding. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So I guess- He was that bad. But again... It was uh, it was life changing for her because until then she was wondering who she was and where she'd come from, uh, and by the time she actually met him, she knew the answer to those questions. <laughs> we uh, we did get a job once. The uh, the husband, uh, an old Italian couple, the husband was um, going out for walks at one or two o'clock in the morning, and he was taking three hours to go for a walk, and he'd never done this before. And the wife uh, leaned into their holiday fund to have us find out what's going on with the husband suspecting that he was having a, uh, having an affair because he'd come home after two or three hours of going for a walk and then he'd have a shower. Mm. It's all very odd behavior. And, and, uh, one would expect that with that kind of behavior that it's, uh, it, it points towards an affair. Well, after one night of surveillance and that's all it took because he wasn't very surveillance conscious and nor did he need to be. We followed him to a local factory to which he was cleaning. He was mopping the floors and cleaning the toilets. Wow. Uh, when we told his wife and she confronted him over this new information, he was too proud to tell his wife that he'd taken a cleaning job to add to their holiday fund so he could take her somewhere better than Queensland. And wow. she just drained the account, get, getting him watched. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, that was a bit disappointing story, because <laughs> 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 we did uh, – we we hacked that bill down a bit and and, uh, and really looked after her on that one. Oh, but the uh, the disappointment uh, by herself, and I can understand where her her, uh, her concerns were. But that was uh, <laughs> just 
one of those uh, outcomes that we didn't see coming. <laughs> I know, I know. It's amazing when we go out and do some surveillance, just you never know where it's going to lead. I've said that to our listeners before. You just don't know where surveillance could take us and you never know. You assume all signs lead to he's having the shower, you know, he's changing his clothes, he smells different. Um, oh, he's definitely cheating. He's disappearing for three hours, but <laughs> he's a cleaner. That's a, that's a brilliant story. <laughs> Too proud to tell his wife he'd taken a cleaning job. Oh, I love it. I Wanted love to it. surprise her by taking her somewhere better than Queensland <laughs> with their holiday fund. So where did they end up going? Do you know where they ended up going? Uh, no, I'd, uh, I'd be making it up from there. That's all we got. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> what is your favourite way or what's your favourite tool to use to locate a missing or an evasive person? Oh, that's the easiest question you've asked me. Facebook. 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 Um, and Facebook. They're my three most favourite yeah. tools. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have multiple Facebook accounts. I have uh, two where I'm a, uh, a gay guy. One of them, I'm a, a gay female. Um, one of them, I'm a Russian mail-order bride. And another one, I'm a very, very good-looking club-going uh, young lady. Um, <laughs> Facebook. For a, for a quick example, we uh, we had a uh, uh, a job actually not that long ago, Simon, where the mother wanted to know where her son was, um, right, right that very second, and she was talking about um, tracking devices and the like, and we explained the legalities behind you know being able to track someone without their um, them being aware and what we could and couldn't do for her, but I also pointed out that none of that really matters if we don't have a good start point, because the son was already out. He said he was going out for drinks with some friends. She didn't believe him. So logging on as Sveta <laughs> and finding him on Facebook, uh, pointing out that I was a young backpacker, new to Melbourne, was looking to hang out with people um, who also had gone to Swinburne College or Swinburne uh, University. Um, he promptly responded and told me exactly where he was if I wanted to come down and have a drink with him and his friends. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> good old Facebook. It's amazing what information's out there. Oh, that is so good. Such a good result. <laughs> we had one uh, similar to that where we're just for, trying to find this guy to serve him with papers and he's moved into a new house and he went and put photos up of this new house that he moved into and it was a suburb because uh, we we did a bit of background search. He'd moved to a suburb, totally different from where he was. So we looked up all the real, local real estate agents pages and we found that, that street number and then we looked at the photos that the agents had put up and we had one that matched the exact same address so this guy had moved in two days prior and we went and served him with papers and he was just amazed that we found that address we were, we were pretty shocked too it was a pretty good good result good old facebook people give so much information away <laughs> in episode six we interviewed the mighty mike reed all the way from the usa and with it came our next few memorable moments so so then so the number one thing to do is um when you're going to evict a pot farmer is to be prepared and be ready to use the multiple layers of defense. But let's just say this story, I look over the fence and I don't see anything. So I think, okay, I'm going to go over the fence. So I, I climbed over this fence. One of the only fences I've ever climbed over to try to find, find the house. And <laughs> 
it was one of the first fences too. And, uh, <laughs> and so I start walking up this hill and I hear uh, dogs barking and the dogs are getting closer and closer. I could hear it, you know, getting closer. I thought, okay, no, no, this isn't worth it. I'm not going to shoot someone's dogs. I'm not going to, I didn't have anything else, just a gun. And, um, and that's the danger. And we'll get into that later. But uh, I go back, I jump over the fence, get back to my car. And I think, okay, I need to be prepared for dogs because I don't want to shoot them. So I went and got some bear spray. And two cans of bear spray. <laughs> if you've ever seen bear spray, it's like these, this long can and it's got like this projectile. Like it just, like, <laughs> it shoots for like 30 yards. It's awesome. Wow. Like a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah. And it's got this burst of capsaicin that um damage to your retina is irreversible if you get it in your eyes what is what i was told that's what i was told and so i get over there and i so i come back this is like an hour drive to out here so i I come back it's like two hours i think i came back a different day or something and i came back and i look over the fence no dogs so i go walking up there i climb over the fence i walk over the hill and let me tell you i took the calves off of the top of it. So I, so I'd be ready. I had two kids, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I was the wild west and, you know, and I put them in my pocket <laughs> and I had my running shorts on cause I wanted to be ready to run. Right. So I had these two bear can, bear spray cans, um, in, in my pockets and ready to like, they're poking the heads out so I could easily spray them. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and I start walking up this hill and the dogs start coming. I hear them again and I get to the top of the hill and I see them and they're, they're like almost to me. And I realize these dogs are like half my size. Like what if the bear spray doesn't work, right? <laughs> How far am I from this fence? So again, I turn around, I run back to the fence. I, I, before I could get to the fence though, they, they caught up to me. Dogs are extremely fast. And I turned oh, wow. around and I sprayed the bear spray as much as I could, like before they got even near me. I'm lucky enough that by the time I got to the fence, the bear spray actually just it floating in the air stopped them. They, it was weird. I didn't see them, but I turned around and they were kind of running different directions. But they did. They weren't. Running, they weren't running at. They weren't running at you. Yeah. And so I got over the fence, and then this is where the funny part happens. It wasn't funny in the moment, but. I thought, okay, this isn't worth it. I'm going to keep, I'll come back to the gate and not and honk. And if nobody answers, I'll get my diligence here in California. You can actually post it on the gate after getting, okay. yeah, you have to get an order from the judge, but if it's an eviction, you can actually post it on the gate. So I thought sure. I should have done that. And that's what I do now. If there's a big gate, I'm not climbing over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know what I was thinking. I was gung ho, but, um, so then, so I go to get in my car and mind you, uh, I'm a big guy, you know, I got a little bit of a tummy and I go to sit down in my car and I still have the bear spray things in my car, you know, and they're push button. Oh, no. And so I sit down and, and my stomach pushes down on those two levers and it just bursts in my car. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like with the doors shut, caps oh, no. floating everywhere inside my car. I could see this. this is my brand new Prius I just bought. I could see yes. the red powdery stuff all over the ceiling of the car. And I'm just like, <sighs> and I could barely see it because my eyes were hurting. Yeah. And then, and then I rub my eye 
with my hand like we all do. Oh, and then nice. it started to burn. I thought, oh, man, I could be in some serious trouble up here. I won't be able to see the drive. So I get out of the car. I'm literally on my hands and knees um, trying not to use my hands to wipe my <laughs> eyes anymore. Um, I had a soda. It was the only thing I had in the car, a soda. I literally <laughs> poured the soda on my face. <laughs> capsaicin <laughs> off of me so that is that is absolutely my worst experience um that is brilliant yeah that is brilliant oh mate uh jumping fences and dogs they're the they're the bane <laughs> of uh process service existence aren't they oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome we hoped you loved our podcast this year as much as we loved bringing it to you Simon and Sarah will be back in 2019 with more tips, stories, and great advice. But until then, from everyone here at Down Under Investigations, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a safe and happy new year.